1: And as we are going through the Bible, we come across different books, and there are there are sixty six books in the Bible. We've got the Old Testament, the New Testament, and we also have different um, authors throughout the Bible, yeah. right, writing all these books and things like that. And uh, some of them are very kind of like. Um, different in nature, right? So we get Psalms and that's gonna read very different than Genesis, right? Because Psalms are songs and Genesis is kind of more of a historical account of how things happened. Throughout all of these, we find a very common denominator, which is God, right? Yeah, he is the theme, right? And this whole year is the with God life and the Bible is a great place to learn all about the with God life. So now we get to the book of Esther, okay? But in reading the book of Esther, it doesn't mention God once. Mm -hmm. So how kind of did it make it into the canon of our Bible, and how do we know and interpret this book?
0: Yeah, it's a fascinating realization that God actually isn't mentioned once. There's only one spiritual practice mentioned in it. And that's when Esther fasts for three days and has other people fast. Like that is the only thing that you're like, Hey, this has any resemblance of a biblical book. If you took this out of the Bible, had people read it, it would read like a history. It'd read like a 10 chapter history of the, the preservation of the Jewish uh, race. And and that's what it is. Even in scripture, it is a history of the preservation of Jewish race but this book's been disputed of, of whether it belongs in the canon of scripture for a long time, because literally doesn't mention God once. Mm. Um, but there's little things in it that, and and if you look at scripture as the whole, as a whole, you can see how it fits and how God actually uses this books pretty powerfully. And how actually you can see God pretty powerfully within the book. Um, it doesn't mention God once, but you see God working through it all. Yeah. It, it doesn't mention God once, but the the Jewish race that was about to be wiped out, which was the race that would be, go on to become the the line of of Jesus, the line of of the coming Messiah, um, would not be preserved without it, um, and without God without God intervening. Um, so this this whole this whole promise of of God saving the nation of Israel, God saving the, the Jewish race mm-hmm. from the beginning, from Abraham on, comes to play in this in this book. Um, so while it seems like, hey, this book is not really that biblical in a sense, it's not that holy, it's not that God centered or God focused. Yeah. What you do see is just the immense the immense goodness that, that God shows within this book. You see his providence. That's one of the big words when you, when you're studying the book of Esther for, um, for a sermon or, or a Bible study or things, you see his providence as one of the main things And providence, like the basic meaning of providence is, is that, um, like God looking out like the protective care of God, um, or nature of His His spiritual power, and and this is something that isn't seen in the forefront. Meaning, mm. you don't see it right now. Like you you can't really see the the hand of providence right in your immediate life. Yeah. It's almost like this hidden hand that you can only look back on with. Um, With clarity, Mm. it's it's this thing that you have to trust in God, and what we see here in the book of Esther is is God's providence. We'll go through the book um, a little bit more in detail on on Friday, but you see how um, how God works in in King Xerxes' um, mind to to have him wake up the day before Mordecai is about to be hung. Um, you you see how he works bringing Esther into the kingdom. You see how he works in bringing the plot to Mordecai's mind. You see how he works in in Mordecai being lifted up instead of Haman. You see how he works in all of these minor little things throughout the book that just show how God, even when you don't see him, like that's one of the things I was um, I was talking with our, our worship guy um, Nolan as mm-hmm. he was preparing for for the songs for this Sunday yeah and I was like I really wanted Waymaker yeah because it's this it's this story where the bridge of Waymaker is like even when I can't see it yeah um, I know you're working even when I can't feel it I know you're working and it's this idea that in the book of Esther there's no mention of God. Even when you can't see it, even when you can't feel it, you, I mean, you can by reading it see it, right. but like there's this like sense of like God is working all the way through this. It's just not explicitly mentioned yeah. and, and given credit to him in that. But in the canon of scripture, you see how, hey, that was God working there. That was God working there. That was God working there. Um, so while it's not mentioned, meaning that God isn't mentioned, it's this, it's this, almost this like, promise and, and suggestion and, and notion that God is working in the details that God, his providence, he has this protective care that he was going to care for his people and that he will Mm. care for his people. Um, and I think that is, is really powerful. And I think that's what ended up leading, um, leading those who, who put together the canon by the, by the, um, by the leading of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit leading to have the book of Esther in the Bible. I think that's, that's why it's almost this like reminder that even when we can't see God, even when we can't feel God in our lives working, he is, he's always there. He's always moving and he's always drawing his people towards him. Um, his, his protective and, and re- relentless care for, for his people. So It's a fascinating book. Um, We'll learn more about it Friday, learn more about it Sunday. But I think that the idea that God isn't mentioned is actually a really unique um, benefit to this book because you're able to see God in a different light.
1: Yeah, and I think it's great to add a historically um, heavy book because when you weigh it against other secular um, documents and things like that, Mm. and it lines up, I think it gives more credit and weight to the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's fantastic. I'm really excited to read about uh, Esther on Friday and uh, hear about Esther on Sunday. So, yeah, thank you so much, Anson, for doing the research here. We have secular books in the Bible. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See you, Anson. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway
0: on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.